all the time where you, you've got a, a, a lower, uh, a product that might've been launched, might be out there for six months, still isn't mm -hmm. at its peak, um, needs that boost. I would have always said as um, an, a, a, an account manager, don't do it yet. You're not there yet. Hey everyone, this is Norm Ferrar, aka The Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about something, I don't know, I haven't heard anybody else talking about it, and this is Prime Profit, Amazon's Prime Video Ad Game Changer. We're going to be discussing the differences between streaming TV and Amazon's new Prime Video Ads, the budget range you should be considering, and how this all ties together with AMC Cloud Reporting. So welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. All right, if you're watching this for the first time, we are away. Typically, we are live on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon. But we've got another really great topic to go over today. And like I said, we're talking about Prime Profits, and that's Amazon's Prime Video Ad Game Changer. Our guest is co-founder of Remarketer, and that's R-E-M-K-T-R, and an Amazon DSP management service focused on performance and revenue-driving strategies. First-time guest. I've known him for years. Met at him at tons of conferences. Jacob Hines. Can't wait to talk to him. But first, let's have a word from our sponsor. Facing cash flow challenges with your e-commerce business? Discover Viably, your ultimate financial ally. From real-time sales data integrations to immediate funding access, Viably is here to support you. Plan your growth with their free tool for online sellers and engage with specialists whenever you need. Extend your cash flow with Viably. Welcome, Mr. Hines. Hey, Norm. How are you doing? I'm doing, you're so calm. <laughs> How's it going? You're such a chill guy. Yes, always. Oh, so different than when I meet you at events. <laughs> yes, yes. The events are fun. Um, gosh, I'm, I don't I'm even not. Know. Jeez. Thanks. Oh no, the you know, obviously you're fun as well. Yeah, I was trying to think back. Like, I think the first time we met was actually all the way back in Cancun in Manny's event that was like a the original like Illuminati one. Yeah, yeah, where everybody was looking at us kind of cross-eyed because we had these Illuminati uh, stickers. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. that was the one where um, they did that whole, like, if you're managing over 100,000, raise your hand. And, like, you were the last one standing. And everyone's like, who's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> yeah. So, this okay, I got to tell this story. And Kelsey, we might have to put this into our newsletter. I, I just remembered this. So this goes back to that Illuminati. And I'm not sure if it was the this one or the next one, but I'm pretty sure it was this one. So the event's over and, you know, Kevin and Guy and Manny are giving out these um, little gifts for everybody. So you got this cool little card and then yes. you got, yeah. You remember the metal card? Yes. Yep. And then you had this wooden case with something in it. So I didn't look, you know, it, it's a tchotchke. So I just, you know, tucked it away and off I went to the airport. So I'm at the airport 
I don't think I ever told you this. So I'm at the airport. I think it was Detroit. Okay. And my bag goes through. And all of a sudden, all these friggin' cops and TSA or whoever they are, Border Patrol, are all around me. Oh, wow. What? He, did you pack your bag? Yeah. And then they, they like, it, it, this is over a period of time. So finally, they open up this wooden box that I had, right? Did you do you remember what that was? Didn't it have like a weird USB drive or something? It was a in pipe it? bomb. Yeah, it looked. Yeah, it looked like a and pipe bomb. wires. It was a pipe. So I'm sitting there, and they're screaming at me, you know, now that they see this thing, and oh, that's funny. Yeah, and so I just wondered, like, I've never heard anybody from that event who went through customs and it was caught, yeah. you nope. know? So you would think that that would be, it's like going through with a loaded weapon. And yeah, it was a weird USB stick thing, but it looked like a pipe bomb and like the top <laughs> came off. I, yep. I had to really think back. I was like, what was in that box? <laughs> it's been so long. So uh, just, if you are holding an event and people are coming internationally, don't give yep. out, you know, pipe bomb USBs. It will not turn out good, you know, very well for that traveler. <laughs> yes. So uh, I I just had to bring that up. But we're talking that about was good. I didn't know that happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I got in so much trouble. So uh... <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. So we're talking about something today that uh, we ended up talking. We just bumped into each other at an event and. Uh, we started talking about this and that's these new streaming TV ads and prime video. And I wanted to, I wanted to bring you on to explain about this, you know, what is it and what's the difference? Yep. Yep. So I put together a little deck, which I'll talk to because we're on a podcast, but maybe Kelsey can kind of bring up the screen. Um, so a lot of people, I mean, there's so many like Amazon ad reps, like reaching out, like pushing this, like streaming TV and you can get access to streaming TV in sponsored brands. Like everybody's seen that, you know, a third panel for running streaming TV. So streaming TV is the internet's answer to, you know, traditional TV ads, but these all run in other mobile apps. So like the Paramount app, you know, Hallmark, Hulu. So the the problem with it is there's really like no, there's no tracking, right? So yep. you're running these, you know, TV type commercial ads on all these different platforms. So the only thing you can really track is like month over month branded searches, you know, detail page views, uh, total revenue. So it's like very, very upper funnel. Um, it's great for brands that want to drive awareness, but I'm, I'm a direct response marketer. You know, if I spend a dollar, I want $2 back. So yeah. like the whole streaming TV for me has always been kind of like a, yeah, that'd be fun. And, you know, a little bit of budget, you know, allocated towards it, you know, is great. But most everybody got an email from Amazon first thing this month that they're going to start rolling out prime video ads. So you get to start paying $2 a month on your prime membership, or you're going to start seeing ads. So these all launch January 29th. So, you know, first couple of days of February, you log into your Amazon prime video account and start watching a, you know, a TV show, 
you're going to start getting hit with these little ads and they're like pre-roll and during uh, during the actual TV shows. So what's interesting is Amazon's going to have 115 million monthly ad impressions, which is actually going to make them larger than Hulu, way larger than Peacock or uh, Warner Brothers, just right out of the bat. There's like just an enormous amount of people that watch video, you know, through Amazon Prime. So it's interesting because this is now an ad to an Amazon Prime member on an Amazon Prime platform. Hmm. So Amazon Prime members spend, you know, 22% more than non-Prime members, um, you know, tons of great stats, you know, 25% or uh, have an a annual income of 150K plus. But what's really interesting is the CPM ranges. So Prime video ads are expected to come out in the 30 to $40 CPM range, which puts them cheaper than almost any platform. Netflix runs around a $52 CPM. Disney Plus is like $47 CPM. Hulu is currently like the cheapest with an average of a $23 CPM. But you're going to be able to advertise to like your perfect customer that you know is a Prime member cheaper than most any other streaming platform. That's, that's crazy. Now, I, I wonder... You remember how they hooked us in with pay-per-click? Mm -hmm. It was pennies. Mm -hmm. It was nothing. And yep. now take a look at it. So I'm sure this is going to be sort of an introductory offer. Do you think that's going to be the case? So, you know, talking with some of the Amazon ad reps, they only expect like a small portion of people to actually buy like the $2 a month, you know, no ads because mm -hmm. their audience is so big. I, you know, like anything, the more competitive it gets, the CPMs will go up. But I mean, yep. that's just an insane amount of monthly impressions that they've had to fill. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, probably over time it'll go up. But like, if you get in kind of early on it, the CPMs are going to be really, I'm not going to say inexpensive because it's expensive, but less expensive than it will be in three years from now. Okay. Um, one other thing I like to point out with these is, when you're doing direct response, you, you know, same with like, you know, pay-per-click, you, your customer is going to buy within the first couple of days, right? They're either buying like instantly or they're buying like the next day. With these kind of TV ads, someone will view a product and it can take up to six days for them to purchase. So if you do decide to test this out and you do want to run it, you need to give yourself a good, you know, 30-day budget to give this thing a run. But don't you think that what we're looking at now is the radio ad going to work and mm -hmm. just hitting you every morning and coming back every night with these ads. And now you've got this touch point and you, you know, for me, I remember going into Toronto every day I had to work, um, you know, it was 45 minute drive and Saul Corman. So if I wanted to get a suit, Saul Corman is where I was going because it was just driven into my head that mm -hmm. Saul, Saul Corman on the Danforth. And I guess that's what you're doing here too, correct? You're just having multiple impressions that are going to be uh, shown to mm -hmm. that prime member. Well, and I think kind of like what you're saying, you know, they, you know, 2017 
as an Amazon seller, you were running auto campaigns and that was good enough. Mm -hmm. You know, so this Amazon ad ecosystem just keeps evolving. And I think that we're at a point, if not now, very soon, where as a brand, if you want to be successful on Amazon, you've got to be thinking top of funnel too. You know, you've got to be running these, you know, off Amazon traffic, uh, you know, these like video placements, because it really is about the multiple touch points. You know, right. you need to make people aware of your brand before they even go to Amazon. Very good. And then it's kind of interesting because, you know, in pure Amazon fashion, like everything kind of comes together. You know, like this past year, every conference I went to, people were talking about AMC Cloud. And if you're not familiar with AMC Cloud, it's really just a fancy way of saying database. So you go to Amazon and you tell them you want to get an AMC Cloud instance and they set it up and it starts collecting data. And the interface for it is really, it's, a, it's, it's an SQL query editor. Like you have to go in and write SQL code to pull data out of the database. So there's a lot of pretty good providers out there like IntentWise, um, uh, Sky's got some, like you almost need a developer to pull the data out and put it into something useful because AMC Cloud as its own is really just a big database. But what's interesting is one of the built-in audiences in DSP and AMC Cloud is you can retarget to people that have viewed Prime video ads. And so they're already like gearing up for this. It's already like in the console. So the idea is you run a Prime video ad or a streaming TV ad, and that's like your awareness campaign. And then you can run a retargeting ad when the customer's back on Amazon to show them your product. So it becomes more of more than just an awareness. There's also like a performance uh, component to it. So, you know, you're spending X amount on the awareness and then you spend X amount on the performance. You can bring them in. But it's just really interesting because the audiences they're already trying to leverage with AMC Cloud are things like high value customers, uh, added to cart but didn't purchase, uh, search for keywords, you know, but haven't purchased but they rolled out the prime video ad pretty quickly because they definitely see that as like where it's going. So how tough is it? So you're a single seller and you're trying to do this and you're getting, you know, some pretty good sales. Mm -hmm. How tough is it for you to uh, get this AMC cloud going with, and, and then <clears throat> like possibly hiring a company like intent wise, what mm -hmm. does it take? What, what can you expect? Is this uh is this something that has to be jobbed out or is it something a seller can do? If you're working with a company like IntentWise, yep. they can help you get set up on it. The only issue is, is like, what do you do with it? You know, it's like, okay, cool. We have AMC Cloud. You know, the reporting and everything isn't great yet, but it's getting there. Um, a lot of the out of the box reports that you get from AMC Cloud are just things like path to purchase. You know, it's like, well, yeah, that's great. I just want more sales. <laughs> you know, I don't really care how they come in. Um, so it's it's still so early. Like there's actually only one guy at Amazon that deploys these AMC instances. And it's crazy because like he's just, you know, you would think there's like this huge team that's like behind it. 
but it's still so early on. There is like one guy that you reach out to, to get an instance. Uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, some of the out of, out of the box reports, uh, they'll do like number of branded searches attributed to ads, uh, time to conversion, identifying like high value customers. The whole thing is really, it's geared towards adding more value to DSP. Like I see that as where they're going next, right? Like everyone's on AMS and they're spending as much as they can. This is where Amazon's going to be expanding to. And like prime video ads are available through DSP. Mm. And then it's really interesting because they just released a new report. It's called the DSP campaign impact analysis report. And it specifically calls out reporting on streaming TV and prime video ads. So you'll be able to get a report on your performance before the campaign started and your performance after the campaign's launched. So it just shows you that Amazon's heavily investing in this like streaming TV, video advertising, the AMC cloud reporting that will, you know, give you insights behind the scenes. Now, my wife uh, must have heard me <clears throat> coughing upstairs. She brought down the Buckleys. <laughs> oh, nice. oh, my gosh. It tastes like horse urine. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on the streaming TV, prime video ads. I think over the next couple of years, it's going to be mainstream. You know, you're going to run prime video ads the same way you run sponsored brands. You know, you're running sponsored brand videos. You're going to start running prime video ads. So you're putting your time and your effort into this right now? Yeah, I think it's going to be a big thing this year. All right. And that's where, like, so these are my three predictions for Amazon in, in the next couple of years. One, I think Amazon's ad revenue is going to keep growing. Mm -hmm. Surprise. Uh, Amazon actually grew so much, they started reporting their income as a separate line item in 2021. And I don't think that's going to slow down. And this is where they're going to expand. Um, cost per click will increase. If you kind of look at the average cost per click over the past, you know, whatever period of time, we we're, it goes up every year. And then I think this top of funnel will become mainstream. This is where people are going to start spending their ad dollars because CPCs just become too expensive. And if you can't compete on CPCs and turn a profit, you've got to find other avenues to advertise. Yeah. And like they've always said, they're trying to <clears throat> create these big brand communities. Top of funnel is where you start. Exactly. So any questions on any of that? Anything? No, I, I right now what you're uh, talking about was pretty uh, crystal clear. It's it's um, it's very informative. So I'm thinking that a lot of our listeners hadn't even heard of these two uh, uh, things we're talking about today. So I'm glad that we could bring it to their attention. But uh, let's talk about size. Mm -hmm. What type of seller are you looking at? to first of all, you know, get into this is, and are there two different um, sellers? Let's try this again. Can a seller do both or are, is there one you need higher sales than the other? So I like to explain it like this. If you think of 
AMS, like your sponsored products, your sponsored brands, that all happens in real time. Someone's on Amazon doing a search and you're bidding on search terms. Yep. DSP is what happens like after the fact. So DSP, you want to you, you want to leverage Amazon's data to create audiences of people that viewed your product page but haven't purchased. Done a search for a you know, like Amazon knows what keywords convert for your product. So you can create an audience of people that have done a search related to your product in the last 14 days, but haven't purchased. Mm. Um, Amazon knows who your competitors are. So you can create an audience of people that visited your competitor's product page in the last 14 days, but haven't purchased. But all that's to say, you, my general rule of thumb is you want to spend about 15% of your AMS budget on DSP, but only once you've hit a point where your AMS just isn't profitable anymore. Right. You scale up and there's a point where you're spending more on AMS and you're just not getting the return. Yep. And that's when it's time to kind of look at DSP. The other side of, of it, too, is, is do you have the right product for DSP? So consumable products do really well. Um, so if you think about it, AMS happens in real time. And if you've got a product that's, you know, what you call like an impulse buy product. Right. Something that's under twenty dollars there's no one left to go back and get, right? There's no one to create those audiences for because they're impulse buys. So if your product is one where people comparison shop, um, which is why like, you know, consumables do good, you know, supplements, um, pet products, because you'll usually, you know, shop around before you make a decision. And those people that are shopping around to make a decision are the ones that you want to target with DSP. Now, you know, I, I wouldn't have asked this question 10 minutes ago, but with DSP, what you've just described is impulse buy. Mm -hmm. So I always look at a certain dollar amount that you should be at before you mm -hmm. get into DSP or amount of units that are being sold. But the way that you described it, let's say somebody has a chocolate bar, okay, or a case of chocolate mm -hmm. bars. And it's an imp it's definitely an impulse buy. It looks great. The product is awesome, but you don't have the sales. You're fairly new and you don't have the data behind you yet. Right. But mm -hmm. can you use DSP to stimulate those sales on an impulse product, like a chocolate bar, a case of chocolate bars? Anytime I've seen a, client come on board where that brand's not mature and yep. that brand does isn't you know have a decent amount of AMS spend and traction yep. it just it fails like uh, okay. DSP is not where you go to launch a product or to revive your product DSP is where you go once your brand is humming and you're ready to take it to the next level right and that was always my interpretation I just, mm -hmm. when you threw that, a uh, uh, bit of a curveball and said, oh, impulse, it was, oh, am I missing something here? Because I see this all the time where you, you've got a, a, a lower, uh, a product that might've been launched, might be out there for six months, still mm -hmm. isn't at its peak, um, needs that boost. I would have always said as um, an, a, a, an account manager, don't do it yet. You're not there yet. Um, yeah. No, you're correct. You're correct. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Because if you think about it, like 
you want to be spending enough on AMS, you know, PPC sponsored products to generate enough product page views for DSP to create the audiences of people that you want to target. Yeah. So I always like to say like DSP is where you go to take your brand to the next level. But if it's not working on PPC sponsored brands, it's not going to work on DSP. Got it. Very good. Important. That's an important point. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay. We're at the bottom of the hour. So that's quick. I can't believe we're already there. Uh, but at the bottom of the hour, if you're brand new to this, usually we don't do pre-records. Usually it's live, but we are on the online sellers cruise right now. And we've got uh, a pre-record with Jacob. So we have a giveaway at the top of the hour called Wheel of Kelsey. And this is where usually our guest gives away a, a prize. So today, if you're interested in that, it's hashtag Wheel of Kelsey or tag two people and you'll get a second entry. And today's prize, Mr. Hines, what is it? I'm happy to sit down with any brand and kind of evaluate if they're ready for DSP. And we can actually really go through how you can run DSP as a revenue generator rather than just a top of funnel brand awareness play. And that's what we do with Remarketer. Um, we built a piece of software that sits on top of DSP to optimize towards performance goals rather than just awareness. You know, like I said, I'm a direct response marketer. If I put a dollar in, I want $2 back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I want more than that, please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So hashtag wheel of Kelsey tag two people, and you can enter into the wheel of Kelsey giveaway at the top of the hour. Now I'm going to read uh, a live. I hope I do this. I hope I do this. Okay. I'm going to do a live read and this is for seller basics. Hey, Amazon sellers ever faced with account suspensions, ASIN hiccups, or IP headaches, introducing seller basics, your Amazon accounts guardian for just $99 a month. Or if you use code norm, that will be $10 off $89 a month. Seller basics offers a dedicated team to shield your business from these challenges. Plus, this membership offers free legal consultations from seasoned e-commerce attorneys. No long-term contracts, cancel at just a month's notice, and you can always view Seller Basics as your Amazon account health plan. So check them out at sellerbasics.com. And now for the disclaimer. Seller Basics is not an insurer or law firm. Consultations can vary our consultations come from yeah, independent firms. Results may vary. Membership needed before events leading to claims and terms apply. So check out Seller Basics at sellerbasics.com. All right, now we're back. All right, Mr. Hines. Let's see, where else should we go on this? What, what do you think would be important information? What are some mistakes that sellers could make? going into this. So, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Like, do you want to talk about streaming TV or DSP? Let's, we could do both. Okay. Well, when it comes to streaming TV, um, really it's important to measure, like if you're going to try this, if you want to yeah. run just a streaming TV that you can run through like sponsored brands, it's important to make sure you're measuring the right KPIs. So, you want to start at like the beginning of the month, note down what your normal monthly revenue is, 
and see if you are actually seeing a revenue lift because it's really hard to tell like if it works you know yeah. think about it like running a tv commercial there's no tracking outside of seeing how many sales you know month over month are increasing um, I do like that in sponsored brands, they they have it built right in where you can see your month over month branded searches, which is important. So if you're going to run streaming TV, make sure people are aware of what brand it is. You know, make sure that that video ad is very product specific, brand specific, you know, because you want them to go to Amazon and type your brand name and your product, because that's really how you're going to track you know, the month over month sales, if it's having an incremental lift in revenue. All right. <laughs> now for the other. Yeah. For the DSP, it really is don't run with agencies that aren't revenue focused, you know, which I, I think that is really shifted, right? Like originally DSP was all about upper funnel and branding and I'm seeing it more and more, you know, as we do like, you know, DSP audits and stuff like that, like there are, there is a bigger focus on driving revenue, you know, it's so for example, when you sign up with DSP, you get access to run ads on uh, close to like 8,000 websites, but you know, cause you have access to like Google ad exchange, Pubmatic, you know, all these different, you know, ad exchanges. But in reality, it's Amazon.com and Amazon Mobile where you're going to drive all the revenue. Your return on ad spend is almost 5x when you run on Amazon versus all these third-party websites. Because mm. if you think about it, like I'm not in the shopping mode when I'm checking Yahoo News or I'm on some you know sports news websites trying to get updates. So if you're going to run DSP, focus on Amazon and just make sure that you have the right product fit for DSP. What are some of the questions that sub, uh, that sellers should be asking to make sure that they get the right agency? Mm -hmm. um, it's actually a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, trying to think, you know, okay. PPC works on a CPC bid, right? So, you know, like to be profitable, I need to hit a 30% ACoS. So I'm going to use software or I'm going to manually adjust those CPC bids until I get to my 30% ACoS. DSP works very similar. It's just on a CPM basis. So in DSP, you bid on CPMs. So you can adjust that CPM until you hit your ROAS target. So a great question to ask any agency is, you know, what systems do you have in place for adjusting that CPM bid to hit my performance targets? Very good. The other one would really just be around, you know, performance um, strategies. You know, what strategies are you running? You know, almost everyone runs remarketing, retargeting, but there's a lot of layers that you can add in there. Um, are you excluding, you know, existing subscribe and savers? Are you excluding purchasers in the last 30 to 60 days? Like there's a lot of ways to spend money on DSP. So you have to be really smart about narrowing things down. You know, it can work great if you are really good at excluding all the stuff that doesn't work. And I want to talk a little bit about managing expectations. So, you know, you hear all sorts of things and there's a lot of smoke around it. 
So I want to get mm -hmm. rid of that smoke. And what are the expectations? Are you going to be profitable day one? If not, how long is it going to take? So I've noticed with DSP, if you have the right product, you know, in the first week, because mm -hmm. you'll be, you'll be over your goal or close to your goal. If yeah. it's not right for DSP, you know, pretty, pretty quickly because you're just not getting the performance. And at that point, it's just not your brand. The brand is not ready or the product is not ready for it. Yeah. That's funny because we've noticed that as well. If it hits, it hits. And yeah. if it doesn't, and you could try to adjust, but uh, a lot of the times we used to go in there with a three month spread, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, let us play around with it. And then three months. And then if it didn't work, it didn't work. But for the most part, <coughs> uh, we, we let people know that, look, it, you know, we're, we're playing around, just give us a bit of time. But right off the bat, that first week, a lot of the brands that are good um, will start being profitable. Yep. Yep. I, I've seen the same thing and you can try as hard as you can to make it work. And it usually doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if it doesn't, I, what should you look at? Go back, optimize your listing, see if your brand mm -hmm. or your category, you know, is something that is worth being on DSP. Because like you said earlier, um, some brands or some uh, uh, product categories just shouldn't mm -hmm. be on DSP, like plastic exactly. shoe stretchers. I don't think plastic yep. shoe stretchers will do very well. Exactly. Yep. No, and you're right. Um, if if you do feel like you you know your brand is ready for DSP and it didn't work, go back and optimize your AMS. You know, use that budget that you were earmarking for DSP, put it back into AMS. All right. <laughs> or try uh, streaming TV and Prime Video ads. Yeah. There we go. Mm -hmm. Exactly what we we're talking about today. Yep. All right, and let's see. Final, I think the final question is just getting prepared. Uh, well, actually, it's two questions. There's a huge variation uh, in costs when it, you're looking for an agency. Mm -hmm. Now, does a higher price agency mean that they're going to get better results? Or is it like, and, and I've seen it range from under a thousand up to five plus thousand dollars a month. Some of them are charging a uh, percentage of fees on top of it. And mm -hmm. what, what can people expect? It is pretty standard to charge a 10% of ad spend as a management fee. Um, I have seen higher. I think yeah. Perpetua is like 17% now. Um, so there is a wide variety. Um, we actually have a, just a flat rate and that just depends on the strategies that you want to run yeah. because our software does like the day-to-day -day optimization. So it's really not fair to charge you a percentage because we're not working any harder to spend more. <laughs> but yeah, um, if you go direct to Amazon, uh, they have like oh. a 35 K a month minimum yep. and a percentage of ad spend. And you don't even get to see anything. It's managed for you by an Amazon rep. So yeah. you're, you're best to kind of like go to an agency and some do a flat rate. Uh, most do the percentage of spend. Okay. And when you're not going directly to Amazon, it's called a fractional DSP. So mm -hmm. they'll, they'll give you a slice of that. Uh, you don't mm -hmm. have to worry about that. <laughs> Excuse me. That 35,000 a K uh, 
a month. Now I said a month, you know, it's not a year, it's a month. So mm -hmm. just keep that in mind and fractional. There are so many really good agencies out there. Um, and like, uh, I, I want to talk about your agency for a second too. Uh, yeah. You know, end of the podcast, we had a chance to, to talk. Uh, I had a chance to talk to you at an event and um, I, I know we've been trying to touch base for a little while, but you had something very unique and I just want to make sure that people know about, you know, what you have. Mm -hmm. So I've been managing DSP for large brands for a couple years now. And then about a year ago, well, so about a year into it, I realized there's just certain strategies that always work. Um, contextual targeting, you know, when you're doing like upper funnel, so like contextual targeting, search prospecting, uh, competitor product, you know, views. And I realized like, you know, for 90% of DSP, this works every time. So I've teamed up with my partner, Kevin, we created Remarketer. We're an Amazon DSP agency. We only manage Amazon DSP. It's like the one thing we do and we focus on it. But what we did was we, we built a piece of software that executes on those things that work best. So we only run on amazon.com. Um, we have things in place where like we only bid in the top 50% of the page. So you make sure that your ad is being seen. Um, just a lot of best practices that make sure that it works. But we also, most agencies, when you sign up with them, they have no transparency. You get like a weekly PDF report delivered by email. So we actually built a reporting portal that sits on top of our DSP seat. So you can log in at any time and see how your performance, you know, see your performance. Now, we do still send you the weekly PDF so you don't have to log into the portal, but right. we want to be as... Yeah, we want to be as transparent as possible. And then we offer flat rate pricing because, you know, we want to make sure that you're only paying for what you're using. So depending on the strategies that you want to run, that's what you get, you know, charged for. Um, but yeah, a lot of it's really just best practices. And if you just cut out all the waste, you know, third party placements, um, frequency capping, you know, there's a lot of things you could do just to save and optimize performance. And then, you know, talking about the whole optimizing CPM bids, um, it's crazy, but we're one of the only platforms out there that actually has an algorithm to optimize those CPM bids towards performance goals. So we're just really performance DSP driven. All right. Very good. How can people get in touch with you or the company? Yeah. Uh, remarketer.com, R-E-M-K-T-R.com. Fantastic. All right. So we got a sponsor and then we'll go over to the Wheel of Kelsey. And just a quick note, if you like to enter the Wheel of Kelsey this week or this uh, today, hashtag Wheel of Kelsey, take two people, you'll get your chance. You got to do that within about 30 seconds. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by VAA Philippines. Looking for a high quality virtual assistant for your business? With the rigorous screening, intensive Amazon and Walmart training, and ongoing professional development, get the peace of mind with skill and motivated virtual assistants for a long-term working relationship. Hire through VAA today, and now let's get back to the show. All right. So, Kels, let's get into the wheel. It's time for the Wheel of Kelsey. 
All right. At this point, we have a winner. We don't know who it is, but congratulations. I should mention that when we're on the cruise, we don't know if we're going to have great Wi-Fi. We like to go on live uh, if we can, so we can enter people. But we're going to take everybody here that entered today, if we can't do it live, and when we get back, uh, we'll have just an ongoing like three or four different wheel of Kelsey's for the day for the people that entered and you'll get the prize and we'll let you know how to get a hold of it. But hopefully this is live. You've got the prize winner today. So I'm going to say congratulations. Who knows? Fingers crossed. Jacob. Thank you, sir. Want more great information? Don't forget to subscribe by clicking here. Also, if you want to check out our latest podcasts, click over here. Entrepreneur, entrepreneur, entrepreneur.